You're tuned to live coverage of the 2023 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to Indianapolis. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. Uh, We are live from the Indiana Convention Center, where we uh, now are jumping into our third to second hour. I can't keep track. This is my fourth. This is your fourth. For the day, and this is our third. You just completed your fourth hour, I thought. Wait, I did two before you. Yeah. I got six total, and we got two (laughs) left. (laughs) I think we can figure out the math. Right. This would be the regular time when we would do the yeah this drive. is we just all brand new let's just jump right in like we didn't, right just got here just got here it's a whole new show we only got an hour to wait till we uh, see some running too yeah i'll start getting some of that in yep. here but uh yeah um the uh, combine is starting to heat up here in terms of the on-field stuff and uh, we'll radio to- row is not heating up no radio it's row becoming is a little more desolate yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes it is like desolation row here yep uh, a lot of the tables now empty that were very filled up earlier this in the week. This buzzing all week, and now yeah. it's quiet and quiet and people packing up, people packing up. And yeah. That's what we're going to do in two hours. Pack it up, pack it up. Yeah. Um, so we're going to see the uh, defensive backs put on a show. Yeah, well, I think they're going to fly. Yeah. After we went through a lot of those heights and weights, I'm, th- I'm thinking, man, these guys are building themselves for speed. Yeah. yeah I mean, because a lot of the dudes I thought would be a little heavier – must be ready to really tear it up on what they know is a fast track. Like, yeah. I'm not going to wait till my pro day. Let's burn. You know, that's what I'm expecting. Yeah, and uh, so, you're, you know, you're, they're going to do the three-cone, hopefully, some of those things, uh, the vertical that's jumping. and long times away. Late-night stuff for them. Yeah. Um, what are you looking for for a defensive back um, in the drill work? Well, I love, like, the w, w drills and things like that. Like, there's a lot of these corners with really good size. We've talked about that. I think will run really well. You know, like the Iowa dude. You know I mean? It, it, he's a sprinter. I mean, he's going to be over six foot tall. Uh, Moss is his name. And But can he sink his hips and come out of his brakes and drive forward, drive on the ball, you know, not know what the drill is going to do, and you have to react to it accordingly with your hips and your breakdown. I think that stuff's incredibly important. You know, straight line speed's great, but there's times where you get in a, you know, and there's times you get in a bind. just going to run go route after go route against you. And even if you do, you know, corners don't have to be faster than the wide out to win that route either. You know, I mean, once you get in a trail position, speed matters. You know, like, uh uh-oh, now he's pulling away from him. Well, once you're in that trail position, that's where the length of arms comes into play. Or the vertical jump. No, all that stuff. Right, 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 right. But, I mean, it's definitely an athletic position i mean there's really a baseline with corners more so than some where he better be a pretty darn good athlete and extremely difficult to play young or or well you know you're gonna get picked on you're gonna get picked on consistently until you prove otherwise yeah it's not gonna go you know no one's gonna be nice to you entering the league you know you're gonna say okay we're we're gonna target the rookie and see how he holds up Mm -hmm. and think about it from a corner perspective like the Chiefs are a perfect, perfect example. They do a lot of three-by-one sets with three receivers to one side, Kelsey to the other. Yeah. Well, okay, I got Travis Kelsey. I'm the corner on that side. Right. Okay, I got Kelsey. And I'm faster than him. Yeah. I'm way younger than him, but I'm half the knowledge he has okay. and, or the size. And the physicality, yeah. And then you get a Tyree Kill type or you get a Welker type or you get a, you know, who's a big – a, a true route runner. Then Mike Evans Adams. is coming over on you. Right, right, right. <laughs> There's just so many weapons in the league right now that maybe you're really good against the straight line guys or 
you can come out of your breaks and deal with the Amari Cooper as well, but you can't handle DK Metcalf. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just, somebody's going to get you. You know, it's just the way it is. And cornerback play is a little inconsistent year to year. Yeah, you know, more so than it's other the positions. One, it's the one yeah. position like if you're you're like the top ranked guy mm-hmm. this year. You could be one of the lowest-ranked guys in the league the next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? it, 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 it's not as sticky as other positions yeah. great year-to-year because year. I think it's really inconsistent game-to-game game, depending yeah. who you're matched up against. And the, the pass catchers in this league are crazy good. And the quarterbacks. And the quarterback. They're right. going to put the ball in places where you can't possibly defend it. Maybe more than any position, the more I think about it, is sometimes when you're right – you still allow a bad play for your team. Yeah. You know, just because Rodgers puts it there, and yeah. it's the only spot it could be, and you flip your head around, and it whizzes past your eyes, and it's a completion, you know? I mean, there's a reason the back shoulder throw is developed. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. because cornerbacks have gotten so good at taking the ball. You want to, you don't want to give up the big play over the top, mm-hmm. so you're going to try to kind of shade that over the top, and then all of a sudden the quarterback's thrown to the guy's back shoulder. And it's there's almost, nothing you can do about it's it. It's almost indefensible. Yeah. If they execute it properly – it's almost indefensible. Yeah. You can't know that's coming or break. Th- you almost have to break through the the player to to get your hand on the ball too. You yeah. know where the ball placement is, and of course, if your pass rush stinks. Well, that was where I was going to go next. <laughs> yeah, like, right. So does that mean that pass rush is more important than good cornerback play? I believe that. I mean, if I'm building my team, it's definitely with big people first on defense. But I do know a lot of the analytics sites have done studies, and they all come up with the opposite. I still have not been convinced of that, though. I mean, I've read those studies. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I understand what you're saying. Because no, there's not a cornerback out there who's going to cover somebody for four seconds. Right. And <laughs> even Cynthia, who's extremely analytically inclined, get all the corners you can. I get that. You know, I mean, you never have enough. But you can't have everything. I'll take Bosa over Ramsey. Yeah, I just think they influence the game more. There's also the running game aspect, and the ability to hit. Analytics are wonderful, and I love them. But hitting quarterbacks matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or getting hands in their face and putting the, them on the, the ground. The other thing that and, you do is when you start getting pressure on the quarterback, now instead of having the time to make that great back shoulder throw, yeah. maybe he throws it a, a a quarter of a second before he wanted to. Absolutely. And before the receivers, because he's feeling the pass rush. Right. Or you're winning at home with crowd noise in your favor, and I got two dogs up front, an inside guy and an outside guy that are frothing at the mouth at you. And you can throw away from Ramsey. You can't throw away from Chris Jones. Right, yeah. He's (laughs) going to get you. Yeah, and and it's also closer to the ball. I mean, Put your, your yourself in a quarterback's mindset, what he sees at the line of scrimmage. Like, yeah, that corner over there is really, really good. But look how far away he is from me. Yeah. Those dudes are right there. Like, I can smell his armpits right next to me, <laughs> and he's going to be on top of me in uh, two seconds. Uh, I'm under center, and I'm looking, and I can, he's looking into my eyes, and yeah. I'm looking to him. You know, like. And my right guard's my buddy, but he's going to lose this battle, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to pay for it. Yeah. You know, it's just I mean, the way around it. A guy it. like Aaron Donald or Cam Hayward, guys that you know, can yeah. get to the quarterback from that position, and Chris Jones, who you yeah. just mentioned. And I think there's something to Cam Hayward taking a 330-pound man and just beating him up in front of his yeah. friends, you know? Yeah, it's different Locking than Locking out corner. the arm and just taking him and walking him back right. into the quarterback slot and not allowing him to step into a throw. Sure, sure. And things of that nature yeah. that makes life easier on your quarterbacks. I mean, I just think some of the intimidation and human elements of it all, I want the biggest, baddest dudes on the field, yeah. and that's never going to be a corner. I mean, they're great players, of course, but uh, I don't. Dis- I, I disagree with analytics on that. I've never seen a, a good enough study for me to say, I'll just find myself some pass rushers. That being said, 
the cornerback class, the cornerbacks are going to go pretty steadily and throughout the starting. Where do you think the quarter cornerback run starts in this draft? Round eight, nine. The Lions at six. Yeah, that's the earliest. Okay. Like I've seen Weatherspoon and Mock there a lot. That never settled right with me though because his tape's great, but he, I don't know that he's gonna. Does this he, is gonna be his week. Does he bite ankles? So that's important. <laughs> I wonder if Porter's going to really go up the charts. So he just might, laid off hard weights. Of, yeah, I mean, there's no doubts about the physical, the the body, the arm length. Yeah, the just the intangibles. So um, the Raiders are at seven, I think. I don't know. I think they're probably not in that market. I think that's an offensive pick. Six could be the earliest, but that's probably a little rich. I don't know that Philly passes on one if Bradbury's yeah. not back. You know, I mean, yeah. a, a pair of guy with Slay. So they're going to go quick. I mean, you know that. Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting to see if somebody can force their way into that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, Banks is a guy out of Maryland that. that yeah, very know, intriguing. Could, you know, at 6'2 and, you know, 200 pounds, if he goes out and runs well this week and tests well because mm-hmm. the tape matches. Yeah, he's the one outside those top three that we kind of harp on. That if we do our final seventeen for the Steelers, he might be in the mix. Yeah. I mean, he—he's he, the one I could say, okay, I, I can live with him and be happy about it. And he may have a great career here and take the ball away. And he may uh, tomorrow. I might be like, I don't even know what I was talking about. He's gonna be in the top twelve. So <laughs> if that were to happen, I know what the immediate reaction from Steeler fans would be—at least a small segment of them or a certain segment of them. Well, there's Tomlin taking another one of those Maryland guys because his kid went there. This guy actually, it's much like the Joey Porter conversation. Yeah. You're not taking these guys just because of this or just because of that. That's all part of the equation, but they deserve to go that high. That's, I mean, I said this a million times with the picket pick. You know, like, yeah. if you know more about him, there's also a lot of people they know a ton about that they don't take. Right. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, how about all the other Maryland guys that they say, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I know more about him than the other teams do. That's why I don't want to take them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's just, it's, you're just gathering information. You're gathering data. So why would you not – I mean, if you knew more about the guy, if I have a 75% of the equation figured out as opposed to 50% of the equation figured out and their tape is equal, well, I'm going to take the guy I know more about because there might be – there's less misinformation, you know, less things guiding me the wrong way. I, I think, too, Matt, that if you look at the Steelers' roster as currently constructed mm-hmm. – um, Mikella Weatherspoon, a long cornerback. Yeah. Levi Wallace, a long cornerback. They acquired William Jackson. William yeah. Jackson, yeah, right, right. long cornerback. James Pierre. Good point. A long cornerback. Yeah. Whereas Cam Sutton's the one that's, okay, he's 5'11". He's not a small cornerback. But he's a big slot. But he's a bigger slot. Right, right, yeah. right. I mean, he's not a little slot. I definitely think length is important. I think I think they really want that length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Again, you know, I'd be shocked if one of their first three picks is not a corner. Yeah, but if you're looking at, you know, uh, um, I'm just looking here at the, at the list. Clark uh, Phillips, for example. Yeah, like Fran or, mentioned three of the smaller ones right off yeah. the bat. Tomlinson, or, you know, there was a couple of them he mentioned. Uh, Hodges uh, Tomlinson mm-hmm. from uh, TCU. He's going to be little. Yeah. He's going to test really well. He's feisty. His dad was LT. He's a true slot. But they took Sutton over Hilton. You know, like, I yeah. think they want size there for I sure. I think it matters. I, and I, th- I think the reason that is is not just because of the bigger guys that you're seeing in the slot. Mm-hmm. But I think the farther you get downfield, that size starts to play a factor. No doubt. Or lack thereof. And I think that, you know, if you've got 
you know, Levi Alt Wallace, I keep bringing him up, has extremely long arms. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he was a 4'6 guy coming out of Bama, oh, you get a, they, the long arms help make up for that. No doubt about so it. So if Joey Porter goes out and runs a 4'5 today. That's fine. And other guys are running 4'4s. Four Joey Porter has 34-inch arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes <laughs> a ton of sense, right. And a little bit wider shoulders. Yeah. And, you know, you cover just he, more space. He carry, yeah, he covers more space. It's a Jack Campbell argue, you know, discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just covers more space. Yeah, there's just a more mass there, yeah. you know. And, and you notice their corners. Length, height certainly is in the equation. But they're fine with skinnier guys. Yeah. I mean, they're not all. As long as they're tough like, guys. They don't look like Rod Woodson. Yeah. They'll tackle, but they're not all super, you know, beefy. Um, I'm sure they'd love someone with Porter's physicality and strength and size and all that too. But I mean, you also aren't using the 17th pick time and time again on these guys. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so it, it's going to be an interesting class, and uh, um, I, I really want to see uh, what my guy comes out of this with um, Brian Branch working yeah. at, working with the cornerbacks. Oh, so he is with the corner He's group. He's working out with the cornerback group. Okay. That makes Much the same way Anderson worked out yesterday yeah, with, with, the, with the linebackers. Maybe put him in a, you know, somewhat not as comfortable position. You know, maybe just I know he can do the safety stuff. Yeah. I'm certain of that. I've seen it on tape time and time again. Let's put him in the corner room and see how that works. That's he, smart. Yeah, interesting. He, like he said, he models his game after Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm interested in Blue Kelly and Stevenson. Yeah, oh, there's guys and, all the way through this. I track. mean, that whole um, – Senior Bowl roster almost had corner really after good, corner yeah. after corner. Really good. Mentioned Moss from Iowa. I mean, there's just a lot of them that probably are fourth rounders, third rounders, yeah. things like that. But most years, I think they may even go around earlier. What do you think happens with a guy like Garrett Williams uh, from uh, Syracuse? Heard a lot of good things. I have not studied him as much as I'd like. Um, I think he could really be on the radar tomorrow. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, coming I, back off an ACL. Right, right, right. Um, Do we know he's working out? I, I haven't heard anything he's, about he's, him. He's, he told us uh, yesterday on the podium that he just started running last week. So, oh, so I, he's, he's not, not going to work out here. Okay, okay. He's hoping to be ready for training camp, the start mm-hmm. of training camp. People rave about him. I mean, yeah. his tape from last year in particular. Like He was on all those lists preseason list i mean he, he's a he's a prospect so he maybe you get him at a value 5 10 192 pounds 31 inch arms nine and a quarter inch hands so mm, not very not quite as big as what he was right but sold at i mean plus size he could be like a guy you take you know in in the fourth or fifth round this year that maybe would have been a third rounder if healthy Who, or, yeah right, if he's right, healthy right. maybe he's in that second round conversation yeah that's a good point no he's a great one to look at i mean there's a lot of these guys i mean i so if you do get shut out early, if you do go different positions early, mm-hmm. you can get a guy like that. And, and if you're not looking for a starter right away, oh, that'd be great, right? Yeah, right, can, right. You can wait on if these Sutton guys. signed. I mean, somebody will be signed at that point, yeah. right? Interesting here. I'm looking or at maybe at, you drafted Branch in the first round, yeah. and Sutton's there, and you grab him in the fifth. I'm looking here at uh, Lance uh, Zierlein's rankings on mm-hmm. NFL.com. He now has Branch listed as a cornerback. Oh, really? And he has branches his number one rated cornerback. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I haven't thought about him as a corner versus the top three. You I know, mean, he played outside some mm-hmm. at, at Bama. He played in the slot, um, obviously, and he played. I mean, he was a box safety at times. Sure, all over the place. Played deep, uh, yeah. you know, deep post. It, I wonder uh, how many other safeties. If there will be any other safeties, he's the most prominent. He's the best safety and maybe the best defensive back here. Period. Yeah. Are there any other of these safeties that they're going to try to ask that out of? I'm interested. Somebody else Lance is high on here that uh, haven't talked a ton about 
is DJ Turner from Michigan. Ooh, he's supposed to test really, really well. Yeah. They've updated height and weight. Five eleven, one seventy eight. I knew he was a little lean. Um, yeah, so a little bit smaller than you'd like, but several people have told me like this guy's under the radar right now. You're not seeing him in mocks. He wasn't at the Senior Bowl. He could really make a name for himself this week too. And yeah, you know they'll know a lot about Michigan guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, he's a, that's a name I wanted to bring up earlier. Check and see what Clark Phillips came in at at a Utah. Five nine one eighty four. I mean, he's a slot. Yeah, he's probably just a slot. Do you so. see them drafting a slot? Um, not where you're gonna have to draft those guys. No, right, right, right. Yeah, I, I have a hard time doing that. I mean, sure, I'd rather have but him. Realistically, than Millette, in but. today's, I mean, if you're if you're drafting a slot again, that's that's the beauty of Brian Branch mm-hmm. is that he can play slot. Christian Gonzalez said he's more than capable of playing in the slot. Everybody says that, and I'm sure he'd be fine there. You know, yeah. but yeah, uh, okay. I mean, I think um, he's more of an outside guy, but, I mean, he sure could do it. Yeah. Another guy that we haven't talked a ton about is Terrell Smith out of Minnesota. Yeah, it's another guy I don't know much about, yeah. but there's starting to be more buzz, more buzz. Six foot, 204 pounds. So they all are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's Just, not lean, though. Yeah, but 33-inch arms. Wow. Like, so. I mean, that's exactly what I wanted to hear about him. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that bodes well for him at this event. Uh, yeah, this will be a big evening for him then, or big, you know, next couple hours for him. Absolutely. Uh, just looking here at the – the other, the other South Carolina cornerback, Darius I Rush. I adore him. Yeah. Uh, he came 6'2", 198. Yeah. With 33 and 3 eighths inch arms. He is feisty. I mean, people tried to pick on him and yeah. quickly decide that's not a great idea. <laughs> really good senior bowl. I think he has an interesting background. I, he played a different sport or I forget what it was, but there was something of note that he wasn't – he had an, an interesting path, if I'm correct. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. But he's got your – I mean, just – Prototypical NFL. His size. attitude and things make me think he could be a Steeler. Yeah, yeah, I think that there's some stuff that they'll like a lot about him. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but we're gonna take a break. He is right. Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive live from the NFL Scouting Combine here in Indianapolis. We'll be back with more right after this. Live from Indianapolis, this is the 2023 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. This is the uh, drive. We are the drive uh, team. This is our drive time. Mm-hmm. We, uh, that's kind of where the name comes from, I believe. Indeed. Indeed. Matt, uh, There's a little football, you know, that's going on game-winning drive or whatever, too. A little correlation there. I guess. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh, we are uh, wrapping up uh, our uh, final day of coverage here, uh, live from the Scouting Combine here in Indianapolis. And, uh, well, I'm hearing about uh, f- half an hour or so, the uh, cornerbacks, pick up defensive backs are going to take to the field and uh, start their workouts. Can't wait to see I'm that. I'm sure they're warming up. Uh, I'm sure the stretching is happening as we speak. Uh, the measurements are all uh, starting to come in there on those guys. And, uh, well. Gorsh is warming up. Gorsh is getting his, his, st- his <laughs> right, uh, start, right. start, starting time. Uh, Mark Gorshek, uh, the Steeler scout, always does the uh, the, t- the starts on the, uh, the 40 times. So, that's always it's an uh, important job. It really is, <laughs> and he's done that for a long time. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, he always gets some good face time. Of course, the Steelers have some other coaches that are working uh, the on-the-field workout. Or, uh, they have to more than anybody that's actually on the field today. Yeah. You know, yeah. they have to be. I mean, with Gorse and all those guys, you know, the position stuff and 
D-line guy. I mean, we D-line coach, secondary coach, right? Yeah, Grady Brown. He'll be out there running stuff today. Yeah, yeah. So, so he'll uh, be very prominent. To and keep, he was the out. defensive coordinator uh, for the uh, national Bowl. team at the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. So he's got a little extra knowledge with some of these guys, and uh, that that could come into play as well. Yeah, I bet he knows a lot of these dudes from the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Right. Um, Sidney Brown. Let's talk about oh, yeah, we got Brown. Talk, talk a little more safety since the defensive backs are going to be working out today. Mm-hmm. Speaking um, of Senior Bowl, I mean, the Browns were very prominent there. The, the Brown brothers were very prominent there. They get an interesting background. They really do. I mean, they've had they're, – they're like each other's best friends and are totally together. And from they did a big feature of them during the Senior Bowl. They motivate each other to extreme levels. Yeah. You know, they're extremely competitive. Both play on each side of the ball. I'm sure they've tangled on the field, the practice field at <laughs> Illinois. You know, they're both good like players. And both both good players are both yeah. going to end up in the NFL. Um, I think the safety is better than the running back, yeah. and, and yeah. certainly more Steeler relevant. You know, yeah. uh, but tough guys. I think they both had very difficult upbringings and really leaned on each other to get where they're yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, they were. Uh... I believe they moved to Florida when they were uh, 16. Okay. Um, they were Cana- they were, they were uh, raised in Canada um, before that and went to Florida to become you know to to get into the the league mm-hmm. or to get into college football and and it's worked out for them. They're both obviously tremendous athletes and uh, you know one of the comps uh, on uh, on on Sydney on Sydney uh, is Troy Polamalu. Some yeah. of that's because of the hair. Well, it's a little rich, you know. Yeah. Right? But he's a physical, in the box, do it all, playmaking guy, easy to root can for. Play the slot, can do right, 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 cover right, right. tight ends, do all that good stuff, uh, yeah. everything that you want. And uh, we have a sound clip from him coming up here later in later in the show, I think, too. Right? Or, no, 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 no. That's I'm all screwed up. You're, you're completely screwed up. But I've been doing this a long time today. I'm one kinda... guy who is not screwed up is our our, <laughs> our, our guest, uh, Dame Brugler of the Athletic, and. Uh, Again, for for guys like yourself, Dane, who crunch tape all year long and watch these guys year, all year long, uh, this has got to be like the the culmination, uh, right up until you know, kind of the the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas, where you're getting ready for Christmas, which will be the draft. But you're, you're okay. We got to start. I really got to start shopping now. I really got to start to pick this up. Well, and that's there's always a little anxiety this week because yeah, you've put so much work in the tape, and then it's like. Because that's, the combine's a big cross-checking exercise. You want to make sure what you saw on tape is reflected in these numbers. And if a guy goes out there and runs a totally different time than you expected, it's like, oh, man, what did I miss? Now i got to go back. And, you know, that, that's where the uh, little bit of the anxiety is. You know, that perfect example, Adebarie last night for Northwestern. Yeah, but that, I mean, yeah. It, Show me the tape where he's running a four four nine. I mean, jeez. Nobody saw that coming. Huh? No, yeah. no. I mean, but, I, was, I talked to him at the Senior Bowl, and I liked him. I'm like, sure. Hey, this guy's showing because he's showing up, yeah. and he's like, well, intriguing. Is he is he an end? Is he a defensive tackle? What is he? Yeah. And then he goes out and does that, and you're like, can he play linebacker? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, the, the tape says he's a fourth rounder, and yeah. then okay, he did really well at Senior Bowl, so I actually bumped him in my top one hundred, and you know this. Because he was mostly a DN, but you play him at three technique, where right. he uses that natural leverage. Usually, he's got 34 inch arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, there's explosion with how he moves. So, but then, okay, he runs a four four nine at 282 pounds, and it's like, okay, <laughs> maybe I want him on a runway. Maybe I have to keep yeah. him outside so he's got more t- more room to run. And but yeah, I mean, that's you want the n- the numbers to match up with what you see. It can't be as simple as. I don't know. You have to go figure it out. Yeah. You know, what, mm-hmm. what am I missing here? Or sometimes it's as simple as, uh, you know, the training now is so precise oh, and advanced, scientific. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's that's catching up with the drills. But, um, you know, it, it, it was good to see some guys out on the field last night. Yeah. So, for people who don't know, 
Dane puts out the best draft guide out there. Thank you. Commonly known as the Beast, and it really is. I mean, it's unbelievably extensive. And one of the things that's most impressive is all these kids' backgrounds. They all come from different paths, and it really explains their story. So do you have all that hay in the barn already? Have you done all part, that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, is that something that happens yeah, cause up I mean, until now? You see it out as the interviews here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a free-for-all. You know, it's hard to get <laughs> questions that I want to ask to these guys. Yeah, so, you got to find out yeah. you know, which teams they've talked to. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, if it's a drinking game, we're all dead. Uh, no, it's – most of these guys I've talked to throughout the season, and, you know, I usually finish that up at the Senior Bowl when I can have a chance to – or the Shrine game and, mm-hmm. you know, talk to these guys more – intimate basis um, figure out because yeah you're right that's uh, finding out their journey where they're from helps you explains a lot where they're headed you know and uh, how long they've been playing football Mm -hmm. Uh, you know one guy started at six years old another started at the junior in high school like that's that tells you something Um, you know their family background and uh, you know know, other sports they've played right other interests Luke Musgrave is a perfect example I've Okay, he was a four-sport athlete in high school, and I, I've yet to find one person who could guess on the first try the four sports. That, it, that well, I know was. one of them's downhill skiing is the tough one. That is one of them. <laughs> well, I, I, you know one of them's football. So, right, right, right. Uh, but the other two are track and lacrosse. So, you know, right. it's, it's Everyone would have picked basketball. Yeah, 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 so it's four sports that you usually don't, you don't get together. So that, you know, it, it helps you understand the player a little bit. These are all puzzle pieces. Yeah, we mm-hmm. were just talking about the Brown brothers. And, and, yeah, you sure. Know, the journey that, 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 that those Canadians two Canadians and, you know, they, they had their struggles growing up and they had a chance to go to Florida when they were 16 years old and um, you know live with uh, you know host parents and then that really helped them and you know and with Chase too starting at Western Michigan and then joining his brother Sydney mm-hmm. in Illinois and um, yeah, all these guys have have those diverse backgrounds, and it's it, it's fun on a personal level to learn about that, but it's also an important part of the evaluation. Some of them are five star recruits that have been stars right. since they were ten years old right. and treated accordingly. Some of them had to bite and scratch everything they got, and yeah. it, it shows a lot. Yeah, and some of them are yeah in the mix. I mean, Nolan Smith, he's a five star. I mean, he was the mm-hmm. top guy in the country, but he's as the nicest human being you'll ever meet. Is uh, he going the first round now? He, coming into the week, he was my number nineteen player. So wow, okay. I, I I always I mean because he you see it on film and he he's not only just juice off the edge he's a really good run defender because that's what they asked him to do in that Georgia scheme mm-hmm. you know you're you're doing a lot of reading you're doing a lot of playing in space um, you know the character stuff's off the charts um, it, it just really came down to was he healthy you know mm-hmm. he had the peck injury in the Florida game missed the second half of the year but uh, something that you know a scout pointed out to me was he you know most guys they get hurt the second half of their final year. They're going to rehab. They're training. They're they're turning the page to their next chapter. Right, right. Nolan Smith was on the sideline for every single game. That was one wow. of the things the Steelers liked yeah. about George Pickens. Is there that, you go. You know, he worked his way back because it was important to him. Exactly. I and mean, he's 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 got the headphones on, or you know, the, the headset. He's acting like an extra coach. He's he's helping his teammates. You know, like that mattered to him, and that does not go unnoticed by NFL scouts. In terms of this, cor- we're going to see the cornerbacks on the field today. Yeah, can't wait. Um, we know who the top three guys are, and it doesn't matter what order you have them in. And we've, we've been talking about them a lot here. Is, do you see a big separation there after the top three? Is there, is there somebody else that you think could be in that range? It's say seventeen for the Steelers. Personally, I see a big. I, I have I, Christian Gonzalez to me is the clear guy. Okay, yeah, for me, that's yeah, just yeah, me. for us as well. Yeah. Um, I, and I think after tonight, that might not be. Um, you know, it might be a little bit more accepted among mm-hmm. people because he's going to just be ridiculous tonight. His family has a crazy track background, too. And, <laughs> and, that, right. that's, that's yeah. a, and it's a great example of the background. I mean, his dad was a 6'9 semi-pro basketball player, mm-hmm. you right. know, like, and obviously his sisters with their accomplishments in track. And, um, and you know, he's grown up around, 
you know, D David Blau, his, his brother-in-law, um, you know, he's... This is normal for him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it, crazy. It, it, that's since he was 10 years old, he's been playing catch with David Blau. So, you know, he, he's, he's grown up around this. Um, but the tape also matches. It's not just what he's going to do today. I think the tape matches. For, for, for me, Christian Gonzalez is a top. I think he's number five overall on my board. Wow. So, I mean, he's, I, I think Maybe he's, the Lions at six. Or, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and then, you know, I, yeah, with Devin Weatherspoon and, and Joey Porter. Um, and, and these are different types of corners. Joey Porter is the guy that, you know, he wants to park right in front of you, be disruptive, press, and totally disrupt the rhythm of the route from the get-go. Um, you know, he's just he's a little bit different than some of these other corners. After that, we're familiar know, with his father's work. I think, yeah, you've heard. <laughs> uh, but you, you can bet that would be pretty cool if he, you know, is oh, there. At I've seen that kid running around the, the Steelers facility yeah. for ten years. Exactly. <laughs> you, you you can bet that'd be a you know a low hanging fruit storyline for for uh, for everybody. But uh, you know, it would be I know it'd mean a lot to his family too. You know, because yeah. it's just the connections with the. Uh, not only the the city, but yeah, the organization. So um, after that, I, I really Deontay Banks from Maryland. I think he's a really good yeah. player. Um, you know, throwing the Ohio State tape, and you can you can see an NFL starter. And when he trusts his technique, he looks like an NFL starter. So uh, is this is a corner group that it, it stretches a little bit. You know, Keely Ringo, he's gonna blow the doors off this play. Six mm -hmm. two two fifteen, and he's gonna run in the four threes. Um, you know the tape isn't consistent, but man, the the athlete that that you're getting is you pretty can impressive. It, right. That's the thing is, and it, you think about you know remember you know um, Tyson Campbell coming out of yeah. Georgia, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, starting to play really well for the Jets. Fell to the second round because yeah, yeah. a lot of the same questions. Um, but you know he's a good athlete, and you have to look at what they were coached to do. Um, it's a lot of side saddle. It's a lot of you know turn your hips at the snap and you know, retreat and things That's like that. That's what makes. So, cornerback evaluation, I think, for NFL teams so difficult yes. because... And safety, yeah. DBs, yeah. right. They're being asked to do completely different things than what they're going to be asked to do in the NFL. Exactly, and it does... It make it tough at times because it's it's a, it's a projection. If they were only asked to be a uh, an off man corner yeah. or you're playing nothing but zone, it, you know. it makes it no. very different than you not know, many man coverage reps. It, unfortunately, that's, that's it, the brutal part. Very important part of the evaluation, understanding what they were asked to do, and uh, you know, what, can they cover inside? Can they cover a slot? Uh, in the nickel, are they purely a perimeter? Uh, were they? All, why were you always in the boundary? You know, all, all mm -hmm. these things are all the when you evaluate corner. You have to pay attention to to understand what he was asked to do and what he could be at the next level. Yeah, and sometimes safeties go play after play without being involved, you uh, yeah. know, which is really tough. You and, know, yeah, is that what they're being coached to do? Are they mm -hmm. being ultra-conservative? Are they yeah. not seeing it? I mean, safety can be, uh, especially with specific schemes, can be definitely one of the tougher positions to evaluate. Yeah, so off-the-ball linebackers, they, they're all their haze in the barn. They, yep. they, they, they got everything out of the way. Um, Steelers were very weak at that position this past right. year. I, I think they'll address it in free agency, but who do you like to play early at that position? I mean, Drew Sanders from um, from Arkansas. He's uh, I think he's a natural. I mean, he's been okay. he's been groomed for this since he was like five years old. His dad's a college coach or mm -hmm. a high school coach. Um, you know, he's he's just. I mean, since he was little, he's been on a nutrition program. Like, oh, really? <laughs> like he's you know really been trained for this moment. Um, he couldn't get on the field in Alabama because he had an injury, and you know he was playing behind some guys. Saban didn't want him to leave. I mean, he was trying to keep him there. Goes to Arkansas, and was he an edge or an off the ball at Bama? Edge. They played a more. I thought so. at, and yeah. Bill Anderson's there, and right. others, and right. And so they he moved to more of an off ball guy, but he still they he had plenty of pass rush uh, reps in that defense, and um, I mean he was. 
the numbers he put up, uh, just uh, he filled a stat sheet every single category. Just really impressive. So the athlete that he is and how he's he's going to get a lot of Leighton Van Der Esch comps. Um, but you know, as he keeps getting better and better, I, I think he can play right now, but mm-hmm. he's still far from his ceiling. So I think, yeah. It, He's so, a better pass rusher than Van Der Esch ever was. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely. So somewhere in the top 25, I think he's going to come off the board. I think Jack wow. Campbell is more Van Der Esch-ish. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's he, he certainly held himself yesterday. Yeah. Uh, that three-cone time, that's wow. His change of direction stuff was real good. Uh, right. I mean, 6'7", 4", uh, yeah. 250 pounds. Yeah, that's – and he's a guy – he won the academic Heisman, the William V. Campbell <laughs> Trophy. So this is a player who, off the field, on the field, um, a coach's dream. Yeah. You're talking about coachable and a guy you don't have to worry about. You know what you're getting day in, day out. Um, you know, he's – I don't know if he gets into the first round, but I, certainly it's hard to see him not going somewhere in the second. Early yeah. starter probably. You know, oh, some yeah, of these dudes definitely. might take a little while, of course. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think he's ready. You look at what he was asked to do with that Iowa defense and drop. He can uh, – you know, you do a lot of things. So I, one of my only issues with him is just I wanted him to be more of a thumper. I wanted him to, you yeah, know, that size. It, yeah. instead of waiting for the ball carrier to come to you, go get him. And I, it, But I think that's – it's not a lack of want to. It's more just, uh, you know, something that you can coach with. It's hard to look at that Iowa defense with the guys that they have available in this draft and, like, Okay, they they had some guys. Oh yeah, I mean, that, I mean Riley Moss at corner, um, Merriweather at safety, Lucas Van Ness, man, that guy, uh, he's gonna be a top twelve pick for a reason. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not even a starter for them, but he played starter snaps. Um, yeah. That's the important thing. So the power that he has, uh, he's just scratching the surface of how good he could be. What's your take on Tipman, the the center from Wisconsin? It, it, Seems a little freaky. I mean, I like six six, yeah. and he can run like that. I mean, I can't wait to watch his drills. He, he's my top center this year. And oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I like him better than John Michael Schmitz, who's a good player. Sure. Uh, but I'm I'm giving the edge to Tipman, who a little taller than most centers. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll get it as official, but probably six five and a half, close to six six. Uh, but I, you know, he's a left tackle in high school, and you know, you know Wisconsin they cross train. You know, they want their guards to play centers. Their centers know how to play tackle, so they cross train at those different positions. It just so happened to get the best five on the field. Tipman was playing center, but there's no reason why he can't play guard. That's or, interesting. You know, move we talked around. about it like two hours ago, and yeah. I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you would think six, at that six, height and, think right. it, and it can run like a deer. Spots, and, right, yeah. So you think for a lot, especially teams that want movement from their offensive linemen, mm-hmm. guys, that, like, he can certainly do that. Um, maybe on the ground a little more than you want, but he's a young player, still learning. Um, I, I think that he's somewhere in the top 50, top 60 picks, that second round area. I, I think he'd be a heck of a pick. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Our guest has been Dane Brugler of The Athletic. Check out The Beast. When does that come out? First week in April. That's always the the, the goal. So, so yeah. counting down. Yeah, get all the pro day information in there. And, uh, you know, it's just a lot, lot more work to do. When you get that thing out, do you just like – all right. Uh, or, or, so yeah. there's a little anxiety. It's draft month coming up. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, there's so much, so much stuff in there that you know, even a little typo gets you a little like, oh shoot. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as soon as I hit send on the the tweet that says, "All right, guys, here it is," I just put my phone down. I take my dog for a walk, just try to <laughs> divorce myself of the whole situation. Then I come back and my phone's blowing up. I'm sure agents and oh, wow, why'd you say this about my guy or whatever? <laughs> you know, that's uh, that comes with the territory. Live with it. So yeah, you know, can't wait for it to be out. Yeah, I can't wait to read it, too. Yeah, we always uh, pour through that. Uh, but uh, we appreciate you coming on, Dane. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We are live at the NFL Scouting Combine. We'll be back with more right after this. You're tuned to live coverage of the 2023 NFL Combine 
on Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And, uh, of course, we are live from the NFL Scouting Combine here in Indianapolis. And as uh, we've uh, talked about, the uh, the Steelers front office uh, has a bunch of new faces mm-hmm. uh, handling the stuff this year. And usually we, you know, we always get the Steelers director of pro scouting will come in and talk to us this week uh, about everything that's, uh, you know, going on for them this week because the pro scouting guys aren't quite as – you, you do stuff here, but you probably aren't as busy as some of the college guys. My, I mean, but we got free agency right in the corner, yeah. which is obviously job number one. Curious how they handle it because some of the pro guys might just be – you got the tight ends this week. Yeah. You know, just a cross-check right. or whatever. Yeah. And we don't expect you to go deep, 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 deep into their background and all that. But give me impressions of one position or so. Yeah. Just give me another set of eyes on them. Yeah. So we have an interview here with uh, Sheldon White, who is the Steelers uh, – director of pro scouting well, let's uh, go ahead and hear what uh, sheldon had to say all right here at the combine and i'm joined by the director of pro scouting sheldon white sheldon um i just wanted to ask you just first just kind of the path to here right i mean you were you're a long time detroit lion worked in the front office you went to michigan state was a spartan for a little bit and now you're a Steeler. can you just talk about your journey uh, to, to the Steelers. Okay, I'll take you a little farther back than that. I actually was at the NFL Combine in 1988 from Miami, Ohio, um, and then I got drafted 62nd by the New York Giants in 1988. Um, so started there, then um, when I was finished playing, I went to Miami, Ohio to coach for three years. After those three years, Detroit Lions hired me. I was there for 19 years. I finished up as the interim general manager. When that was finished, I went to Michigan State and joined my son. My son Cody White was coming the next year as Mr. Football in the state of Michigan. So (laughs) I got hired a year before him for three or four years. And then uh, COVID hit, sat out through COVID, came back last year with the Washington Commanders as an area scout. And then Omar hired me as a director. Second stint with your son, (laughs) not only in the collegiate level, then the pro. Can can you just talk about kind of that relationship, Uh, just to be able to see your son and and be around in the facility with him? Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic because I literally was not going to Michigan State. He He was going to Michigan State, he had committed. I was going probably to Indiana at that moment. Two weeks before I was scheduled to go there, he intercepted me. I ended up at Michigan State with him throughout his entire career there. It was outstanding, a lot of, lot of fun. And then when that was over with, I go to Washington. He's here for two years before I get here. So yeah. I'm like, that's great. We got two shots at the Super Bowl thing here, right? <laughs> you can do your thing over here. I can do mine over here. Yeah. And out of nowhere, Omar calls me um, last summer, and, and I'm here with him as well. It's a great dynamic because when you're around your son and he's competing at those highest levels, both of our jobs are so volatile. You have to bring it every day and be ready to roll. If you're not, they will find someone else to do it. So I keep telling him I want you to last here longer than I am. Now, this is the college experience. This is them trying to make it in. You deal with more of the guys on the current side and how, how they come. What are you working on this time of year? And even though you're at the combine, like what, what's your focus during this time? Well, the good thing about uh, my experience and what I've done, I started off as a Blesto area scout. And then I did an area, and then I did a college slash pro job. Then I started negotiating contracts, and then I was a VP of pro, pro personnel. Then I've been an interim general manager. So I've done like the whole gamut of the scouting. So it really helps for the pro guys that are, are hired in that area to get a feel for what they look like coming out. When you draft a guy, you got to sometimes develop them. Some of the guys come in ready to go. Some of them, we may take them two or three years, especially some positions like offensive line. It may take them a quarterback. It may take them a while to develop. So you have the pro guys come in, and they're able to see what these guys still look at 
why they're coming out and why they're in a development. On the pro side, we're grading them every year. So you want to yeah. make sure you're watching that development and you can see them climb with a bell curve, level off, and eventually flatten down or get injured along the way. So you just want to have that perspective of seeing what a player looks like coming out. Because when we sign players, they have to be ready to go now in pro. On yeah. college side, they may be ready, like George yeah. Pickens walked right in and he was ready to go, yeah. and they may not be ready. And then you just have to be, be a little patient, give them some time to develop, and see how we do, and we do a great job here doing that. We've heard over the last couple of years about minorities getting the placement opportunities in the higher level positions. Can you just talk about the importance of the minority placement program and some of the other initiatives by, by the minority football coaches at Coalition and, and the different organizations out there to promote minorities in this part? Okay, I'll even go a little further than that. I'm replacing Omar at the Women's Forum for um, additional uh, female candidates that are, that are um, out there and available. Everyone needs a little opportunity to become better at what they're doing. I believe it, the NFL's a melting pot in itself, and I believe in that, that structure. So, like the faces downstairs should look something like the faces upstairs sometimes. So, it's a good program that gives exposure, and once you get it, you just have to take your opportunity and run with it. But it gives a lot of people a chance to get inside the building and then show who they are and then develop as employees. That was Steelers Director of Pro Scouting, Sheldon White, uh, with Max Starks uh, earlier this week. And uh, good stuff from him there, Wesley Euler. Yes, it was, absolutely. Matthew uh, Williamson using the facilities here. So I figured I didn't want to leave you hanging. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. But, uh, no, yeah. I think that's cool. Like, fans enjoy that kind of stuff. For for us, it might be a little mundane because you've heard those, you know, you, you know what they're talking about. You've heard those same things a million times. But I think for a lot of people who aren't as ingrained as we are, that's that's fun stuff to hear. Yeah, absolutely, and and uh, he has a son on the team. Oh yeah, Cody White is his son. Uh uh The Steelers is receiver. he actually? Yeah, I didn't know that. I never heard that before. There you go. Absolutely, learn something new every day, Wesley. You do learn something new every so day. So how cool is that? Um, and I've talked to Sheldon about this, but uh, how cool is it that you get to go to work? Heck yeah, with your son <laughs> and watch your son, uh, you know, play football. That's in awesome. The NFL. That's really cool. I mean, that's for him. That's got to be the best part about it, right? The game that he loves, the game where he's made his living. Now his son has, you know, got himself to the point where he's, you know, got got the ability to do the same. That is pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's the way the the league is. It's, it's a, uh, you know, the, the family matters a Huge. lot, particularly uh, to the Steelers. To the Steelers, absolutely, and. Uh, you know, I think the diversity stuff um, with the league, and I know Sheldon did the uh, the, the league's uh, um, diversity, as as Max was talking about there, yep. the the the, the uh, oh, what I want to call it there it was it was a it was a program that that the league has, and they brought all those guys uh, together during the season this year, and he took part in that. Um, you know, I think you know you have to identify those pl- those guys, those people who. Could potentially be that you know a, a GM yep, or you know absolutely. bump up the ladder because you know a lot of you know these guys internally you know with within your own team but that doesn't mean that you know the, the Kansas City Chiefs know who they are sure or sure. the owner of the the, the New Orleans Saints so sure. I, I think that's really helpful that, that they you know they give these guys a chance to do things like that yeah it is and. As, and as gals, guys, I should say, and gals as well too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. As, as you know, as, as you mentioned, as we've mentioned a couple times, in a weird way, like the football family is huge, 
But and you see that yeah, here. You I see mean, that when you walk, you around, with when you walk around with Max Starks. <laughs> sure. and he, he can't go more than three minutes at a time without running into somebody yeah. that he knows. Oh, well, that guy was in my uh, was in my draft class. That guy, I, was, I trained with him here. Right. I did that. You know, it's, right. But while it's a big family, it's also very tight and very interwoven too, because everybody, again, as you can see from Max, went to college with somebody or had a coach that coached somebody else or an agent or whatever or a dad or a son. And the relationships these players make here. You know, yeah, right. His, he, he talked about his whole group the one time. Yeah. You know, all, all the linemen I went through with. You know, it's yeah. a bond. They were. We were all in the same draft class, so you're all here, going through this, competing against yeah. each other. But you got going a little bit of downtime at night. You're all right, like right. hanging out at the hotel. You're like, oh, no, I mean, it's just it's exhausted. Rough, or you're right. waiting for an MRI, and there's some guy you've never met before in your life, but you spent an hour waiting for an. You know, an MRI, so you start talking to him. If, uh, if Moats was sitting here with us, him and Brandon Graham are like that. Yeah. Him and Brandon same Graham, class. same draft class, were here together a bunch. They went on visits together to, like, Philly and two other teams, I think. He's like, me and Brandon Graham still talk, you know, not all the time, but we still talk a couple times a year. He's like, we yeah, never yeah. played together. We we just spent a lot of time together in that process and became buddies and stayed in touch. That's cool. It's very cool. And there's so many different outlets. Like you said, a lot of them have the same agent, and an agent will have a party, and, the, you know, they're all together yep. and that type of thing, too. There's so many ways to cross streams and not to mention these guys change teams all the time and coaches change teams all the time and new city and i don't have any friend oh i remember i played with that guy in high school you know right you know so looking for you know companionship in some way too you know that's how those relationships are formed and and uh you know so the league doing that with the with the minority candidates to bring them together in one place and have them meet the, the the movers and shakers the owners uh, you know, the ownership, you know, you, you learn more about a guy. And you say, oh, I remember I met that guy at the uh, – let's bring him in for an interview. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so or you met that, I met, the, you know, th- that, that lady at the interview mm-hmm. process. And so it gives them uh, an opportunity to uh, make that kind of hey, the, connection. Uh, the front office people and the coaches and everything, they got to develop too, right, just like mm-hmm. the players. Yeah, absolutely. Coaches will tell you too, the best way to network is get fired and get hired somewhere else. <laughs> because all the guys they, they knew that they knew it's just like a pyramid scheme, you it's, know, it's like a, oh I played with I coached with them two years Bacon. ago. We all yeah. got fired and then we got hired here together. It's right. a Kevin Bacon game. Right, exactly. That's how it works, right. It's a great way Six to network. Of Six separation. That, that spider web Bacon. just grows like crazy, we right? Talk, Kevin Bacon was not brought up in the great actors. Oh he <laughs> I mean, you're talking about top three of all time. We're talking about. I mean, he's, he's he on was, that conversation. He was in Footloose. He was in I mean, Footloose. It's <laughs> the greatest movie ever made. That's oh, what I was also, that's no, what Star Lord no, says. No, no, no. Now hold on. He was in the greatest movie ever made, but he had a small role. That's Animal House. Wild Things. That's true. He was in Animal House. He was in Animal House. Right. Thank Not you, the most sir. likable. Thank character. you, sir. He's been in a lot may of things. I, if you may, may I have heard. another? <laughs> he's been in his share of movies. They did a little uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. If you have Disney Plus, right? They released around Christmas and. Part of the gag was that they went to uh, – they came back to Earth and a couple of the uh, – Drax and the uh, Mantis kidnapped Kevin Bacon <laughs> to, to take him back to Star-Lord to uh, as a Christmas present. Right. That's funny. <laughs> that's good. I like that. I didn't see that. I'll have to watch you know, that it's, next It's Christmas. actually pretty funny, yeah. Yeah. So That's good. Maybe anyways. I'll just have to watch that period. There you go. There you go. Uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. That is Wes Euler. I am Dale Lally. You are, we are live from the NFL Scouting Combine. Uh, the 3 o'clock hour is upon us, which means the oh, workouts yeah. are going to start here on the football field. We'll start seeing some, some more 40 times come in. All that good stuff is the defensive backs. Yeah. Take they they should the light it up. Can't wait for this one. This is going to be fun. They're going to burn that track up. I think you're right. I think they're going to set records. So we'll start talking about that when we come back right after this.